Boxcar. This is uh, the December 20th, 2020 episode because we're bad at keeping track. Um, I'm Kelly. I'm Steve. Welcome, everyone. Um, it is several days, so about a week and a half before the end of the year. Uh, so we've got some good tying up, tying everything together sort of points to make today. We've been seeing lots of top tens come out from magazines, blogs, all sorts of stuff. And even though we just started doing this again last month, uh, we're gonna we're gonna put a little bow on the year for y'all. So welcome. Because it's Christmas time, so we're gonna put a bow on it. Oh, nice, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> happy holidays, people. Happy holidays, Steve. How have you been? Oh, I've been pretty good. Um, every day is basically the same. So yeah. yeah, I think I even said that exact same thing on the last episode. So nice. Yeah. How about you? Uh, things are okay. Um, if you're listening and you're from Chicago, um, it's been really gray like the last week. So um, it's interesting to do this podcast today because like I kind of went into other podcast mode the last week just to hear like some calm voices and like. Granted, I listen to music-based podcasts. I haven't like been listening to a whole lot in the last week because I've been severely unmotivated to do much of anything so um i'm kind of excited the sun's out today for about another 20 minutes and uh we're gonna talk about some music we energize ourselves um so yeah otherwise doing fine doing fine just Good. cloudy that's all i'm glad to hear it i'm excited to talk about um, the stuff we've got lined up for this week i'm excited to talk about our top records of the year because there were some good ones this year definitely um, did you uh, tune in to the uh, Lawrence Harms Christmas special? No, I did my yearly <laughs> tradition of not uh, attending the Warren Same. Christmas. But I also did my yearly <laughs> tradition of thinking about it. And I even put a ticket in the cart and then went, nah, something's, something's going to prevent me from going. To the exact same thing. Yep. But I heard <laughs> so, it was a good one. Yeah. I wish um, Vans would leave those up for like a full month because I, re- I will come back to it. Like I know right. there's something special about capping it at 48 hours like it's unique but i'm just like no make more money just leave it up for a little longer (laughs) i mean that's what fugazi does they have like an archive of i think pretty close to every show they ever played at that you can just you know buy whichever one you want and listen to it and i think every band should do that i think we should have access to every live performance of every band for the rest of eternity (laughs) i agree yeah that way during times like these you can go back and get sad all over yeah you can listen to other people stand in a room close to one another. Hell yeah. I tuned into um Every Time I Die's telephone yesterday. That's what they like marketed it as. Oh, nice. It was like a it was like a two hour pre recorded stream. And it was like half a telephone. Like they had like basically what they did was they ordered a bunch of cameos from like comedians and stuff. And <laughs> then like Keith pretended to have a conversation <laughs> on like a screen with them and stuff. And then they would go play songs. Um 
do like a funny skit where they were like selling all their old stuff like around their houses and stuff and it was so chaotic and funny it was like the greatest $15 I've ever spent in my life and I think I might watch it again tonight (laughs) because it was that freaking funny um and then I tuned into Greg's stream last weekend which is pretty cool our boy Greg Um, but I'll talk yeah our boy Greg but um I guess I'll talk more about that maybe when we get into our our top picks since it all ties together Mm, that's a, a good little tease a good little old, old preview for y'all. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we've got a couple uh, quote-unquote reviews for you this week. Um, do you want to dive into this first one? Let's do it. So we're talking... I, um... Oh, I, oh, I'm so sorry. Go ahead. No. No, no, no. You're fine. No, no, no. Go ahead. <laughs> I, was gonna, I was just going to say, I, I found this album on like a new punk playlist on Spotify, and it made me realize that there is just not a whole lot of new punk lately yeah and this was kind of scraped <laughs> yeah i um my google search history definitely has the words hardcore album release calendar 2020 and it right turned up about what you would expect so yeah i'm glad you were able to like... find this one thank you thank you i don't mean to like put like a poo-poo intro on it either i was just like, just like hey by the way this is how i found it um but all in all, I mean, I think I think it was a relatively okay find. What did you think about um, Kid You Not Thanks, I Hate It? Well, I uh, liked it a fair amount. I, I feel like I don't have a ton to say about it just because every time I listened to it, it just it felt pretty derivative to me of a lot of other kind of punk bands that are happening right now. Like I, it reminded me a lot of Iron Sheik um, specifically. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Like the title track is an Iron Sheik song. Like it really is. I went back and forth actually between both me bands too. to make sure I wasn't making it up. Yeah, it was. Just, I was just like, this is Iron Sheik, right? Yeah. Like it's a little different. His voice, the lead singer's voice, kind of reminds me of like a Wilhelm scream a little bit. Okay, the Wilhelm screams way. Oh, they're like. I saw them open for Real Big Fish in like 2005, oh, nice. and I was like, this band's sick. <laughs> and so like my gradual progression away from ska, they like pulled me yeah. in that direction a little bit. <laughs> But they're like 10 times more aggressive than this band. Um, but yeah, dude, Iron Sheik clone. I'm, I'm tickled that you said that. I mean, I like, <laughs> I went to their band camp because I was like, is there like, are there members of Iron Sheik in this band? And is that why they sound so similar? But it did say in their band camp, like for fans of such and such an Iron Sheik. And I was like, yeah, that, of course. <laughs> But, It'd be so funny if it was an Iron Sheik side project or like the songs they didn't want to release or something yeah, like the songs they the disagreed B-sides. on. They're like, we'll take it out on, on this outlet. Yeah. I mean, that's not to diminish. Well, I guess it is to diminish from <laughs> Kid You Not. I, I do think like the music is enjoyable and I listened to um, the album like a good number of times uh, and I liked it. But, you know, it's just like I couldn't shake the feeling that like i would just rather be listening to like the first couple iron chic albums or like spray nerd or you know something like that because there's kind of a you know a plethora of bands that kind of have this sound and Mm -hmm. kid you not kind of fit into that pantheon but i think like as a minor player a little bit yeah i kind of have that attitude actually toward um our entire review section of this uh, episode. <laughs> Maybe we should have like introed it that way too. I guess the three things we're going to review today, briefly, it sounds like, is this Kid You Not <laughs> album, Bakes I Hate It, The Resistors Parting Gift CP, and then the new Cruise album. And though the Cruise album was like fun, mm-hmm. I guess just like coming from like an amateur sort of opinion, I was like, I feel like we could just say like, hey, were you looking for some new punk albums that came out? Here they are. I don't have much to say about <laughs> right. them. But this is that if you're looking you for decide. something new. 
I don't know. You decide. Yeah. And um, that's okay. I guess we're just giving it, we're giving it straight to the people. That's right. It makes me think that we could, we could potentially do a, like, uh, some episodes of this show that are shorter and more just playlisty. Like, all right, here's some stuff that we found this week that we were kind of digging. Check it out. And maybe we'll talk a little bit about it, but um, a faux radio show, right? Yeah, we we don't need to like uh, to puff this up to an undue degree, right? I agree. They just remind me of like an opening band. I don't know, like yes, um, totally, right? Like it's just like I like what you're doing. I just I'm gonna go get a beer. Like, yes, this is going on, and I'm sure I went on this much when I come back. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> it, like I I feel bad, you know dissing on them but it's like you know get a get a bit more of an original sound and come back to me i agree it's just things have sounded this way i think for like the last like i don't know five years in terms of like yeah. punk releases like it's very um we listen to the menzingers and iron chic and uh you guys want more of that right so we'll just make something different and it's like well i mean that those bands are still together it's so right. like we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll keep putting that sound out thank you for contributing though yeah totally but uh yeah. Um, so I don't have much to say about Kid You Not. I, I don't have a ton to say about it either. I think um, let's play the title track. That's fair. Um, <laughs> if, if anything, just to drive home the point that, yes, this sounds a lot like Iron Sheik, which Iron Sheik is a good band. So, I mean, if you had to pick a band to sound like a facsimile of, they're, they're a, a pretty good one to do. Like, I think yeah. they have, you know, some good lyrics. Um, I like the melody in the title track a lot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, when I was playing, I was like, this is, I couldn't, I never like was able to put my finger on which Iron Sheik song exactly it sounded so much like to me, but there's a couple like Castle Numbskull, it reminded me of a lot and Spooky Action mm-hmm. at a distance. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, I'm going to play the title track to Thanks I Hate It uh, by Kid You Not. And you know what? You can... Decide what you think about that.
that was the title track from thanks i hate it by kid you not um and if you want to check that album out you can find it wherever you stream your music my Spotify wasn't working fast enough, so I YouTube nice. the song. And uh, what happened was a promotional <laughs> came up of it. And um, all these photos of the band were, like, interchanging. And they definitely look older in the sense that, like, they're definitely our age, if not a little bit okay. older. And I feel like I feel like maybe this is, like, a local band level for them. And um, I wonder if, like, I found them by mistake. Like, they were like, we don't want to be reviewed. We're just doing this for fun. <laughs> And for that reason, I'm sorry. Because <laughs> if they were my friends and they were in this band and I saw them live, I'd be like, they're pretty good. Yeah, I mean, they like, are good. If I, if I were to go to a show <laughs> in the whatever yeah. subgenre you would call this and they were, you know, on the roster of bands, I'd be like, yeah, they were good. Yeah, you know? exactly. But I guess as a standalone new punk playlist item, I was like, Yeah, what? it's definitely not an album <laughs> that I, I would find. have listened to multiple times in several weeks if I wasn't reviewing it for um, the hit podcast that I record. So, Yes, right, 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 right. Exactly. My thoughts exactly. Especially the hit right. podcast yes. part. Um, well, if you were to give this like a, do we, do we want to rate this? We didn't rate Greg. We were like, nah, no. we can't. And you know what? I, I want to stick to that. I want to, I want to stick to not rating That's fair. stuff. I feel like we just rated it alone in the last uh, yeah, five exactly. minutes or so. <laughs> So thank you, Kid You Not, um, for your Thanks. music. <laughs> Thanks. We didn't hate it. Thanks. We did. Yeah, we there didn't hate it. So uh, earlier this week, you sent me an article in Kerrang! called, Is it Hardcore? Is it Metal? This is the New Wave of Violence. I like how and... these hand motions, even though they're not even relevant to recording. It's like, <laughs> just for us. Like, ah! <laughs> yeah. You got to do some of the ground punches. You got to oh, do some yeah. of the spin kicks. I'm much um, more, I'm very, I'm excited. <laughs> so this, I think this falls uh, right within your wheelhouse. So do you want to talk about why this article spoke to you in the way that it did? Yeah, I'm fucking, I'm fucking ready. Um, you can totally edit that part out. I'm, 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 <laughs> no, I'm, it's staying I'm, in, it fits the energy. I'm very weird today. I was just telling <laughs> Steve before I logged on here, like, I think like my barista gave me like a decaf coffee this morning. I just chugged a monster like before I got on here. So I'm just, I'm tired, but I'm energetic. A little weird. I wanted to be less awkward in this episode, but it's definitely not going to happen, but it's cool. It's fine. There's always next time. There's always next time and the time <laughs> after that, you know? Right. Um, so yeah, this article I uh, stumbled upon, um, I'm sure one of the bands I'm going to mention later might have um, posted it, but um, this article is really cool to read. Um, it basically summarizes, you know, that a lot of these new bands that have come forth in like the more aggressive music scene of like metal and hardcore have been like blending things kind of all over the place and borrowing like a lot of elements that were like kind of in the early 2000s and applying them to anywhere from like new metal to like metalcore to like beatdown hardcore to emo and like is really cool and it's it's a thought that crossed my mind like at least two years ago these bands were putting out music that were just so blended and I think I first noticed it I went to a show at the Metro that was like an it was a last minute after show for um I think the fest is called Open Air it's got like a lot of like Mm -hmm. new new metal bands I feel like like it's got like really like niche underground bands and then it's got like all the like some of a down like headline or whatever like one day you know it's like all over the place which right. like that, I mean it's all cool um just to like I think everyone's got that equivalent somewhere in their town there's like Sonic 
Boom or Sonic Temple in like Ohio. Anyway, one of the days rained out on it. And so the Metro put together a last minute show for $10 cash at the door, Harm's Way, Code Orange, Vane, and Knocked Loose. And um, I was working nights at the time and it started at like midnight. And like I texted my friend Bo, I was like, dude, shows never happen when I got out of work. We have to go. And it was like the coolest experience. Like he got in line, cash at the door only was waiting in line for me. There's like a line wrapped around the Metro. It Holy sold, shit. I think it sold out that night. It like hit its cap. It was like, 10, like I said, 10 bucks cash. And we were going for Harm's Way. We really like Harm's Way. Um, are you familiar with their music? I'm not. It's, um, it's, it's very metal and hardcore, but I would never call it metalcore. Like it is very like Sepultura influenced, like hardcore is like the, is like a good way to put it. Like uh-huh. really, they're just really heavy and angry. Like, um, so like we knew what we were going into the show with that in mind. And then this band opened up called Vane. Um, and P- I had never heard of this band before. And people just went balls to the wall when they started playing. <laughs> and there were like these new metal chunky riffs. And then like it would go into like this weird, like sort of strange breakdown. And like people were there for it. And I was like, who is this band? Like this is this is fucking awesome. But like at the same time, it sounds like something people would have also made fun of like the year prior. So I was like, mm-hmm. this is like a new metal hardcore band, but I really like it. Um, and so like, that was like my first taste of it as like this person who like is so used to like gatekeepers and like very genre specific being just around like genre specific, proud people. It was very interesting for me to see a group of people that like were really open to this. Um, also on the bill, I just mentioned code orange. I feel like they're one of those bands that kind of kicked off that sound. Like maybe not kicked off, but they were like a part of sort of they're younger people. And so I think they started like being like, you know, we don't have to be hardcore. We don't have to be metal. We can be as weird as we want to be. And they mm-hmm. started putting out this music that was very blended as well. Um, I feel like I am King came back out. What was that like in 2015 or 16, but that album was very different. And um, the people that came to mind that would hate on it are these purists that exist like in the scene. And it's, kind of like just not the right way to go about any of this. And mm-hmm. um, so that show really displayed to me two years ago, like there's this new age of kids and adults like coming in. They don't care what you call them. They're just literally there to let their regression out and want you to let your regression out too. And they're going to do it for a 20 minute set at a time. And you can either be there for it or you can get the fuck out. Right. Like, it's, it's very cool. Um, and these aren't like tough looking groups of people. These are just like, everybody's there it's it's really really neat and so i would say like in the last two years a lot of these bands um the article mentions a good handful of them Mm -hmm. drain who's like in my top five um for the year they mention um wrist meets razor who's like a straight up like 2004 metalcore band like really really fucking sick um they don't mention Vane in that article and that's why i wanted to play them on our episode because i gotta show you what i'm talking about like they're just like really interesting but um I think they also mentioned Candy in that article, mm-hmm. whose album I liked a lot. And then they also mentioned Gulch. Gulch is a really, really cool band. And they, like I said, they're literally that, like, we're pissed off, you're pissed off too, get in or get out. Like, it's like one of those very straight to the point, genre blended, cool things. Um, so I guess before I keep talking, do you want to play that Vane song? And then we can Let's do it. talk about it? Cool. All right. <laughs> Here's Doom Tech by Vane.
Okay, that was Doom Tech by Vane. And while that was playing, I added that album to my library because that was fucking great. Dude, this... Oh, man. It's it's so neat. And, if, and it sucks that this stuff was really gaining momentum. Like, fucking like in the last year and a half and it all came to a screeching halt. But I feel like everyone's ready to dive right back into it like when, when we, you know, when we can. So, uh, yeah, pretty fun. This seems cool. like a pretty passionate... Uh, 
fan base. Mm-hmm. Like watching the 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 article you sent has a like a full set that Gulch played. Is that the This Is and Hardcore one by chance? It, yes, it nice. is um, from 2019. Yeah, and it is like such a good set, and like watching the crowd in that set is awesome because it's people like you know doing the hardcore dancing which can look so stupid <laughs> like just you know the like spin kicks and the punches and stuff like that like you know sends you back to warps tour circa 2006 <laughs> this, this but asshole. like it's so it's so sincere and like like it's just dancing yeah and it like it totally like i watched that set i was like i want to be there it's a vibe. I want to be a different person that could be there and not fear for his life. Right? Dude, you're tall. You're fine. No one's going to get your vertebrae. <laughs> I got elbows. Yeah, you got but sharp like, elbows. <laughs> like, that set was great. I, I've listened to that Drain album a lot this week, and that is great. Yeah. And, like, I was thinking of um, Turnstile a lot when I was reading this. I who... haven't jumped on that train yet. Like I've listened to them, Turnstile, but like, mm-hmm. and I had tons of people like them. And I remember like, I've tried a lot um, to listen to them and they, there's something I'm missing about them. But I do agree. They, they, have you ever seen Turnstile live before? Yeah, I saw them at Riot Fest last year. Nice. And that was another like, if I, I was standing probably a hundred yards from the stage and I was like, if I get any closer, I'm going to get a broken neck. <laughs> like I've never seen so many people want to die so bad. Like, oh, they're ready. Like it was <laughs> insane. And it was like probably the oldest I've felt at a show or at a festival. Like just cause, you know, I was looking around me. I was like, man, there's a lot of like 19, 20 year olds here. And I was like, wow, I like, I fall outside of the, the like main age group of this fan base, which was, I mean, it was exciting to see like, you know, all those young people there that were so stoked to see that band. Yeah. And I was like, oh damn, this is like the first time I felt like kind of old at a show. I think you were just in the young section. That's all. I think there's lots of, Uh, I think there's lots of ages. That was in the back. There's lots of people right there. Yeah. But you pro- so you saw the same set. I mean, I've seen him a couple times, but we saw the same set. the The vocalist in that band is very welcoming. They're very like yes. stoked to be there. They're very like not menacing. They're there to like play their music and want you to just do whatever you want during the set. And yeah. I, I that's cool. Like it's just it's a different era. It's it's so neat. It's totally different. Like it feels like a I don't know. It's like it's even different than the like posy core. You know, like better youth genre of hardcore like it's it's so heavy but it's so it's also so like not whimsical but like really colorful well, kinda and like, like I, <laughs> it, it is a little bit and like especially seeing them live like you know i've seen photos of them and stuff in their album artwork and like kind of had a sense of what the vibe of that band was like but seeing them live like there's a lot of just kind of dancing and swaying and like really having a lot of fun mm-hmm. and i was like that is not what I expected because listening to their records is like getting punched in the face. And it, it was almost like, I don't know. It was strange to see it performed live by a band that looked like they were having the best time of their entire lives. Right. I think this Gulch set is a little bit different because it's like, it is really not violent in a scary way, but like it is super energetic and like punchy and undershirty and like, <laughs> 
It's a it's a very different vibe. It's like it's the so Aryan grievances physically. Yes, <laughs> like it speaks though. to how like the the spectrum of this kind of new non genre. Yeah, it's cool as hell. Um, God, I'm so glad you mentioned Turnstocks. That's like another band that uh, really. I remember listening to them when they kind of first started, and they were a lot more. God, they had to be like 2011, 2012. So it was a lot more aggressive back then, and mm-hmm. so like to to then like see them later like live in a few times i'm like this is not the band that i thought was going to come out of this like this is totally interesting um gulch has uh it took me a while to i was watching that video and i was reading that article a couple times and i guess sam who's the vocalist for drain is the drummer of gulch and he's like this really smiley character like (laughs) all the time and like Uh he's he's, like to me like the the emblem of that like he's very like everything sucks i'm not going to be a ska band so i'm going to play some hardcore (laughs) and i'm be positive about her like one of those, one of those kind of dudes. Totally. Um, so yeah, it's cool. I think these newer bands. I always say this like out loud. I like I as much as like dabbing and like TikTok annoy me. Like these uh these like eighteen to twenty two year olds now are like so much more emotionally aware than like we were back yes. then or like our peers were back then. And I think there's sometimes the reason why like these boundaries get broken because they just totally. like don't care like they're they're not very judgy they're very um i don't know i think they just want to have a good time and i think at least speaking of like our generation i don't think we like realize that till we got older we're like yeah we're all just here to have a good time or whatever and right. um i'm glad that like the youth of today is like um going through those same like oh i have to i have to be a certain way i have to play a certain style or something it's like no your door's wide open like these gatekeepers that like we grew up with two are like getting older too. Like no one's, no one's there to like set these trends or anything. And so as much as like fearing that like music was never going to get better, it's like, Oh my God, it totally is. And totally. like, I can't wait to see what happens when shows happen again. And when like these bands have even more access to like keeping themselves. It's, it's so cool. Yeah. So too neat. Yeah. What it, time to be alive. <laughs> indeed. What a time to be alive. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. really excited to see what comes out of this subgenre more because it's like there's a wealth of stuff and i've like just barely scratched the surface of it um and like every every new thing i find from it i'm like this is so cool like i feel like weekend nachos kind of fits into this a little bit mm-hmm. just with that level of you know kind of aggression but yeah it's great stuff and i look forward to hearing more of it hell yeah hell yeah that we are energetic on that subject <laughs> 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 the Kid You Not album was not the best start. So I hope that listeners are like, okay, they are there. They're, they're right, present. Right, they're they're accounted for. <laughs> Hell yeah. Shall we talk about the resistors? Let's do it. Um, so resistors parting gifts. What did you think of this? Um, I also don't have a lot to say about it. I thought it was okay. It was a nice sharp nine minutes yes. that I was uh, happy about. I was like, if I really want to listen to some like, punk music real quick, good. Here we go. Right. Um, it's a good snack. It's a good snack. And it's actually, I guess, to double back to our current article conversation, a lot of those bands have like 17-minute albums and like 20-minute <laughs> albums. Drain's album is 22 minutes, I think. <laughs> and so I appreciate a car ride's worth of um, totally what I'm looking for. So the CP is definitely a snack. But in terms of like complexity or anything that stuck out to me, it, it, it was, again, one of those things where I'm just kind of like, I found this on a playlist it was one of the few punk things I found that came out like in October and I was just like, ah, 
that's all right. <laughs> yeah. I, it's like the part in like Shaun of the Dead where they're throwing records and Ed's like, really? And Sean's like, I like it. Like, she's like. <laughs> totally. That's a, right. Yeah. I, um, I enjoyed it more than the Kid You Not album. I think it reminds me of more skate punky bands like it reminds me of bad religion a little bit it reminds me of face to face and i just kind yeah. of naturally like that stuff um i thought the track bridges was pretty good i thought on the take was good like yeah i agree i, I think it's a kind of nice tight little ep it's nothing extraordinary um but you know i had a good time with it like i think i listened to this one more than the kid you not album and I think I did. You listen to anything else by them by chance, like in their? Uh, I didn't. Did you? No. So I was just curious. <laughs> like, did you like them enough to go back? Because I don't know how new they are or anything. Um, I'm kind of curious about that. Because I agree on that bad religion vibe. I'm just kind of like, are you guys trying to keep the torch lit? Like, how how far back do you go? Like, kind of right. thing. I guess that could be done really quick by looking. <laughs> no, I love the mystery. Yeah. Yes, it's true. We'll keep yeah. keep it in the dark. Well, it's it's <laughs> interesting you say that because yeah, it reminds me of like True North kind of bad religion it reminds oh. me of laugh now laugh, laugh later era face to face which are, like those are both recent releases of kind of you know 80s 90s bands um so maybe these guys are older i just i love that we're speculating about this and we could have so easily found out <laughs> and there are probably people listening but that know and they want to stop listening <laughs> we're leaving it i forgot about true north i remember pleasantly liking that album yeah that was good. Long. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to revisit I gotta revisit like everything you know what album I really like that like I've always meant to that Crusades album I think yeah, it was that's or a like good one. that was such a and like didn't they like is that like a one and done kind of thing I don't remember ever seeing anything else come from that band they had uh, two albums I think the one we talked about was their second album but oh. I don't know that they've done anything since then Again, I liked their like depressed like tone <laughs> yeah it's good it's like <laughs> kind of metal not in the like chugga chugga way but in the right. like black dark paint um, the walls black right yeah exactly <laughs> that kind of way um yeah i, I like so, that album too I, I feel like i haven't listened to it a ton because it's like almost too serious and it's like man i don't yeah. want to be bummed out thinking right, about religion year, <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll get around to it again Started to go on a tangent. Resistors just sparked us into this, this <laughs> Look, long we got, conversation. We got to beef up this resistors. The review cannot be shorter than the EP. <laughs> We're almost the same length. Yeah. Like two minutes, we have seven more to go. Um, do you have a song of choice that you'd like to play? Yeah, I think I'm going to play Bridges um, because I like the melody of it. I just kind of like the way it's structured. Um, it just, it gives me a good vibe. It makes me want to go out and try to ollie. <laughs> I like it. I vibe with it. Um, so here is Bridges by Resistors.
There you go. That was Bridges by Resistors off of the Parting Gifts EP. Did you get your skateboard out? Um, I did, and then I remembered that I uh, got rid of it in college because Shit. I don't need I don't need any more broken bones. What am I doing? Oh man. So yeah, check that one out if you liked the sound of that, or if you like the sound of bands like Face to Face. I'm glad you called out that song. That actually made me like them more. I I don't know why. Like I just. I guess I breeze through it every time I listen to it. Like, I just, like, would, like, tune out, mm-hmm. you know, where I should be listening more intently and distraction-free. But I was like, oh, that was actually, like, a pretty good song. You should be in um, a hyperbaric chamber listening to that. <laughs> like, no, nothing distracting you, no other sensations. Just, I should. It's only nine minutes that you have to spend in the chamber, so it's the least you can <laughs> I do. I usually... <laughs> That's not bad. It's true. <laughs> um, all I can think about, though, is, like, being stuck somewhere. So I wouldn't even, like, really tune into it and be like, huh, I don't like this. <laughs> Um, I usually go walking and listen to our albums ah. that we're going to review. And, like, it's just been, like, it's not even cold. The wind just fucking sucks. Oh, it's, yeah. like, Canadian wind or whatever, right? So, like, every time it's, it'd be, like, 40 degrees out, and then the wind blows. And I'm like, Jesus, and, like, I just go back <laughs> inside. So, like, I haven't – usually I walk, and I just, like, listen to, like, what we're going to review. And, like, I haven't done that. It's, like – it's been, like, I just sit in my living room, and I'm just kind of like, hmm. Well, I think about is what I'm going to do after. Uh-huh. It's, like, with these two albums, at sure. least. Um, the Queers album I left on – well, I was like cleaning my house and stuff like that. Cause I was like, I can't just sit here. I gotta go do right. something. Um, so I feel bad that I haven't been given like good ears to these, but um, I'm, but look, you opened my eyes to like <laughs> going back and listening. So there we go. Hopefully the listeners liked it too. Sure. So there we go. Sure. Wait a sour. Yeah, nice. <laughs> um, so speaking of the queers, do you want to move on to some other stuff that we listened to this week, this past sure. month and a half? Yeah, that cool. sounds great. I got to pull up my list, do list. Um, Yeah, I've got a good amount of stuff. I guess I'll start with that, uh, the new Queers album, Save the World, which I didn't know how this was going to go because I've always loved the Queers, um, but I've never really dove into any of their newer stuff. And somehow, like, listening to stuff that's older, it just, like, because it's something from the past, it... I feel you forgive a lot more stuff with things that are older and the queers are an incredibly, incredibly juvenile band. And so you listen to some of their lyrics in the year 2020 and you're like, it's, it's a little squirm worthy. Um, like specifically with this album, you I, mean? any of their albums and this one I could has see it. its share, like Shirley needs a dildo. Um, the, the main, the, title line in the song being Shirley needs a dildo shoved right up her ass. It's like, uh, I don't feel great about listening to that. Um, but I'm going to power through. I'm going to power through. And I actually liked the album, um, like as a whole, a fair amount. Like I found myself singing it in my head a lot during the week. And it's just like, they're just so good at writing these really catchy songs. And I think some of the more like sincere kind of straightforward, pop punk love songs that they have in there are really fun and good. And like, I think they nail that and they do that really well. Mm -hmm. I think their attempts at like political commentary, like Cheeto in a Speedo eating a burrito 
and white power feud in atlanta i don't know if they stick the landing quite as well for me um Mm -hmm. but i'm gonna play uh the song bubblegum girl in a minute but i want to like how do you feel about the whole separating the art from the artist type thing because I was trying to remember, like, why why were people really mad at the queers for a while? Uh-huh. And I looked it up, which I kind of regret doing. But it was because uh, Joe Queer, the lead singer, like, around the time of Michael Brown being killed, like, made some really just, like, so painfully stupid remarks about the Black really? Lives Matter movement and about police violence and stuff like that. And, like... You know, and it's something that he's like stood by in interviews and reading that. I was like, oh, come on, man. I don't want to, I don't want to hear that. And then I listened to that. Is that like 2016 or something? Or what year is that? uh, 2016 or 2017. But like he's talked about it since and like has not backed off from it. Oh Um, my God. Like he has, you know, been like, all lives matter. And it's like, oh, fuck. Like, don't do that to me, man. Um, That fucking sucks. Yeah. So the reason I remember that happening is because um, the, web comic artist Mitch Clem who does nothing nice to say like made a post around that time he had done work with them before and he's like I'm cutting ties with these dudes like fuck that and he just released um a compilation of like all of his comic nothing nice to say which is responsible for I feel like 90% of the punk music that I like so I picked it up (laughs) and I bring this up because he has a foreword in his book talking about like a lot of these comics are from the early 2000s onward and looking back at them it is kind of painful to realize like how much casual sexism and homophobia and stuff there is in there like how pretty much the only role of like women in punk rock in some of these comics is just to be like you know ogled over or like treated as um you know like dream girls to be one and I'm sorry about that I wish I could go back and do it better it is what it is right now I'll try to do better in the future but if you don't if that's a deal breaker for you i i would suggest leaving this book behind i'm not happy about it now like i think he i think he grew. <laughs> I, I think it's a really good way to handle art that probably is not aged very well um yeah and i don't know it's it made me think about that and the queers which who have you know not handled things like that so yeah it's a really good point to make. I think um, a lot of things that we face as people now, uh, it was sort of for talking about it. Like, even if, like, you don't have the best thing to say at the moment, it's like, you gotta talk, you gotta talk about it. You gotta acknowledge it. Like, mm-hmm. so that's a, wow, a really mature thing that uh, this illustrator uh, did. I mean, that's that's pretty freaking awesome. But it's a shame that this guy from the queers, like, can't, like, double back and be like, you know what? I was wrong. And, like, sorry about that. Yeah. Just, but, like, no, he's just perpetually been doing this or whatever. Yeah, but, uh, it's just, he seems, he does not seem like the most introspective guy in the world. Um, they're just everybody nowadays. Now they just seem to be like, well, I already said this and I'm sure as hell not going back right. on it now. And it's like, no, it's okay. Like, it's fine. You can come, you can come back around. Undig we those We can all heels, come buddy. back together. <laughs> um, but to your point, you're right. When I was listening to this, I... I, I already think of myself, like, sometimes I'll, I'll be in the situations where I'm like, am I, like, too vanilla? Or, like, am I, like, am I not right for this world? Like, because sometimes, like, I'll hear things and I'll be like, I was like, it was just, this album was like, this, this is a punk album, right? Like, I need to be more open-minded or blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but, like, I hear things sometimes and I'm like, I don't, it doesn't sit very well with me right. or whatever. Like, I just, like... Like, like I, I picture when I listen to things, like, even, like, starting right away with, like, Five Foot Bitch, I was like, how old is this girl? Why right. is she... 
why is she doing all this? Like, can everyone just calm down? Why is everyone, like, like fighting and, like, <laughs> fucking and, like... Does anyone ever just, like, go out to dinner anymore and then, like, go to a show and, like, have a conversation and, like, fuck on their own terms the way they want to? Like, I don't know. Like, and so, like, I listen to, like, not just this album. There's, like, other punk album, punk stuff that, like, I listen to, like, or have, not actively, but, like, have. And I'm just, like, is there something I'm missing? Or, like, is it really these people aren't growing up, maybe, like, with the times? Like, I don't know. Because, like, I guess that's a double standard for me to say because there's comedians that I know that I think are very funny. And I'm like, I hope you're not like this off stage though. Like I right. hope that you're a much different person. And like, that's what the shtick is kind of like, this is who I am like on stage. Like Daniel Tosh is that person on TV, on Tosh.0 from what I understand. And a very introverted guy off stage. Uh-huh. He's very like, like, and I'm like, okay, interesting. So yeah, like you said, separate the artist from the art kind of thing. But there is a point where you're just kind of like, it's cringy and you just yeah. kind of like raise an eyebrow and you're like, hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it like, it's all about how it sits with you. Like, I think, you know, people talk a lot, especially comedians, I feel like complain a lot about like, oh, you can't make jokes about this anymore. People say this, that's not funny. And I think it's like, if something's not funny, it's not because everybody got together and decided this isn't going to be funny to us anymore. (laughs) Right. Like if you make a joke and it doesn't land and people don't laugh at it, it's like something changed in the culture and people like that doesn't make people laugh anymore. And you got to move on from that. Right. And I think like I think that applies to music like this too, where yeah, like opening an album with a song called Five Foot Bitch is like Yeah. Mm, that's not my favorite right. thing in the world. Right. It is yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. I did not expect this conversation to come out of this. I was like, I thought I was missing something. <laughs> Listen to it. Because I'm like just not really into this genre very much. Like my brother was into this stuff a lot mm. and like but I don't know, yeah, like, there's just always something I was missing, like, when, like, I, I listened to some of these albums, and I was just like, am I not hearing it right? Yeah. Or, no, is it because I'm, like, 31, and I'm, like, listening, and I'm like, mm. <laughs> Totally. But I don't know. We, we talked about this in, like, our last episode, too, is that I, a lot of those bands that, like, people go to for punk shows now are just more, like, emotional, mm-hmm. and, like, write about these experiences, or, like, focus on one thing, and it's, like, a growing thing, and I think that's why we all respond very well to it, is, like, oh, I'm thinking about these things, too. I'm not thinking about these things that the crew is just right. saying about at all. <laughs> and if this person was at a party, I would avoid them the right. entire time. I'd be like, you need to go home. Like, that's, like, I guess just for the sake of personifying it, like, you're just, like, I'm, I'm good. Right. Like, I, I grew up thinking about though. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Which maybe that's why it's more fun for me to go back and listen to like the first couple Queers albums because it reminds me of being a dumb 16 year old and it was written by, I mean, older than 16 year olds, but people who are still dumb young people and like hearing a guy that's probably in his 40s or 50s write about that and me being in my 30s, it just, as the kids say, it hits different. It's a lot different, yes. Like if you met that forty-year-old and he's this person that he is on this album, you'd probably be like, "What happened, yeah, man?" Yeah, I, I don't, like, <laughs> I don't like this guy. Um, right. That said, I do really like a couple of the songs on this album. They feel like kind of Ramonesy, like just that kind of, like I said, that thing that the queers do really well. So nice. I'm gonna play the track "Bubblegum Girl," which is just like, it's just a, it's a fun one. It's just a fun one, and it doesn't make you feel like a bad person for liking it. <laughs> So here's nice. Bubblegum Girl by the Queer. Nice. 
That was Bubblegum Girl by the Queers off of Save the World. Yeah. Um, what have you been listening um, to this week? Aside from podcasts. Um, <laughs> actually, I listened to a really cool podcast the other day. Um, Dustin Kensrue from Thrice has his own podcast. And he had um, the singer Matt Pryor from the Get Up Kids, who I don't really, I don't, I've never listened to them. Actually, I, I couldn't either. tell you. Right. Like, I, I've seen the name a million times. Sure. I've never listened to them, but like. What are they talking about? It was, it was, I love hearing musicians just talk to each other. Like, it's just so mm-hmm. interesting, especially like when they, um, did they think back to like their early tours and stuff like that, especially like when they're all from California and they like discuss stuff. Um, yeah. I don't know where I'm going with this, but I've been listening to like that. So it's not like I've been listening to non music, but like I've been listening to like people just talk about music, mm-hmm. you know, think what we're doing. Sure. Um, and it's been interesting. So if you guys, if anyone likes stories out there, if you just like a really calm voice to hear, Justin Kenzer's Carry the Fire podcast is awesome. Um, you also had like Chris Conley from Saves the Day on there. That was a great episode. Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance. That was like, it was, yeah. I don't listen to my Chem, but he's an interesting guy. I, I liked that a lot. I could um, see that. Yeah, really, really cool conversations. Um, one of the songs... I think I sent you is one of Every Time I Die's new songs um, yes. called A Colossal Wreck. Um, I peeped those a few times. I said the live the live stream event I listened to featured a new song and it kicked fucking ass. Yeah. And I'm so sad it's not on Spotify. It's called AWOL, I believe. And it was um, it was fucking tight. I'm excited for this new album to come out sometime next year. Um, it sounds like a lot of bands are waiting until they could tour with these to um, release them. Mm-hmm. So who knows when it's going to come out, but, um, it was awesome. So, uh, yeah. So there's the every time I die came out. Um, I've been going through my Spotify top 20 a lot. Cause I kind of forgot what I listened to earlier in the year uh-huh. versus now. Um, I think given the, like I talking about like the dark week, I was listening to a lot of the black queen per usual. Um, sure. And then do you listen to Drab Majesty? No, I don't. They're, um, like this really, fun retrowave band that I learned about last year thanks to a friend and um it's fun because like I listen to them and they don't necessarily sound like the Black Queen but they both like bring it like retro kind of vibe forward and they like thank Greg like in their album credits and I'm like wow nice. it's all connected full circle but um it really is so I've been listening to them um a lot of like synth wavy stuff that I don't really want to get into on the podcast <laughs> dream but, card uh, yeah Oh, dude, Dream Car. I haven't listened to them in a while. I, I, like I never gave songs. them a solid shake, I don't think. I think I probably listened to the first 30 seconds of their first song, and that was it. Yeah. There's some cringy songs on that one album. I think they only have, like, one album. Um, yeah. And there's some, like, three really good songs off of it. Um, and I want to like it more. Just like I want to like Black Audio more, and I just can't. I'm Extremist just like, not... is pretty good, though. I can't even remember what they sound like. I should give them a whirl. They, like, yeah, I don't know. They sound like the... M- the most hardcore AFI songs that are in their repertoire. Um, Hell yeah. But I, I don't think they would pass as like an actual hardcore band. I'm going to throw a question out to you that you're probably not ready to answer, oh, but shit. maybe you are. Here it comes. Um, what, what is, in this moment, what's the best AFI album for you right now? I think, I, I don't expect this to ever change for me. Um, okay. I think it's uh, Black Sails in the Sunset. Nice. I, th- I think that is their, like, that's them at their peak uh, like it's hitting in the middle of spooky AFI and hardcore AFI. And I think it's, like, it's, yeah, that's the sweet spot. Cause it's, it's like, beautiful. yeah, it's got kind of the, <laughs> the like darkness and the fucking Latin song titles and that kind of shit, but it's not totally like, 
I, I think I will not be able to listen to Sing the Sorrow ever again without just feeling like I'm a high schooler, which sometimes that's what you want. But like, okay, it's okay. it that album does not feel as timeless to me. Where I can put Black Sails on now and be like, this album still rips. Um, it does. Yeah. What about you? Um, it's a tie between Black Sails and Shut Your Mouth for sure. Oh, Shut, Shut Your Mouth. Your Interesting. Oh. Um, Black that's Sails. A it is, and it's so underrated. It's a aggressive album, and I'm just every time I put it on, I just want to like mosh onto like the car next to me somehow or totally. something. It's so good, dude. Um, I'm gonna make it a point to talk about AFI every episode at some point <laughs> because we could probably talk about it for five hours. Well, it's in our contract. It is in our contract. Remember when we did AFI closer in the episode? <laughs> God called in sick today, right? I yeah, dude. That one or something. It was great. But Black Sails, I put that on. This year, because they were doing, there's, I think, Art of Drowning had a big anniversary or something oh, this okay. year. And every time I listen to Art of Drowning, I'm like, it's good. But, like, the album right before this is a lot better. And I always yes. put on Black Sails. And I'm always surprised that word for word it all comes back to me. Oh, I yeah. just, like, shake my steering wheel and stuff. And I'm just like, this is it right here. I'm going to call into a bat cave and just not come out for a while. God. Yeah. I think, that like. band's underrated. What a, they are, yeah. So I, I, I said. <laughs> I haven't kept up with them. I feel like I keep trying to listen to their latest album because um, th- I keep, you know, seeing it compared to like, oh, it's kind of like New Order. And it's like, all right, I like New Order. I like AFI. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it hasn't stuck with me yet. I think the the last one that I liked was, is it called Eclipse? What was the one we reviewed? Oh, the one in like 2013? Yeah. What was that oh, called? hang on, I'm about to fuck up again. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the Blood album. It's the one. I feel like it was two albums ago. <laughs> it had the. I know I had I an eclipse on the cover. It. Yeah, I listen to it every so often too. Um, well, the Blood album was the last one. That was 2017. Burials. Burials. That's it. That was a that good one. That was tight. a good one. Yeah, it was really tight. Um, I remember when the Blood album came out. White Offerings was a song that like. Yep. That. That's all I've like listened to it and people were posting it and they're like, old AFI and I'm like, yeah, it is. And like, I meant to like vibe with the rest of the album, but I never went back and listened to it. But like you said, people say it sounds like New Order and stuff. I'll have to go and peep it and give it a listen. Yeah, they, I, they, they've done so much for me over the years. They deserve another shake. I mean, I, I, they got right? me into the Misfits. They got me into Minor Threat because they covered no reasons at one show that I happened to have a bootleg up. I was like, what's this band? Oh, sick. Yeah. yeah, you can trace a lot of my punk rock uh, knowledge back to AFI and nothing nice to say. Founding fathers. Yeah. <laughs> of, of my life. Um, <laughs> I don't like when people compare them to Bauhaus. Is, am I even pronouncing that band's name correctly? Because I've never heard anyone say it out loud. So. I, think that, I think Bauhaus is right. Right? That's how I like, read it. But like, yeah. I, I think it's lazy when people compare them to them. I was like, yeah, just because they're both think- goth. Right. And they're like, you know, that was a big influence on AFI. I'm like, was it? Or was everyone just goth at that time? Like, or, or like, not at that time. Like every every decade has right. goths. I don't think AFI came from them by any means. Like they're just people in their 40s that grew up in the 80s. That's why they're doing this. Like, <laughs> right. And it's like I, you can't you can't compare AFI to The Cure just because they both wear eyeliner. Like, exactly. They're not and the I same. Can, they're both good bands, oh. but they are not the same band. It. it <sighs> It strikes a nerve. <laughs> it does. It's it's not fair to Bauhaus and it's not fair to AFI. It's not. That's not fair for anybody. No. That was an, I like that AFI tangent. I hope that happens every episode. I'll oh, get, it's, I'll it's get, gonna. I want to get stirred up about something. All roads lead back to AFI. 
We should listen to the newest album before the next episode and talk about it. From yeah, that's not a bad idea. A little right? homework assignment. Yeah. And be like, yeah. all right. Credit or credit's due. Sure. God. <laughs> and Havoc we trust. Yeah. Anyway, how do we talk about that? <laughs> Who knows? What have you been listening to lately? Um, well, I think a lot of what I've been listening to is stuff that is in my top five albums of the year. So do you want to start oh. jamming through that stuff? Let's fucking do it. All right. I'm going to go ahead and go first. Okay. Um, what you got? My number five is an album that came out pretty recently. It is by a little artist called Laura Jane Grace. <laughs> Just a little artist. Just a little tiny artist. Um, Brand new to the scene. (laughs) I don't... Is this her first solo album? I think it might be. I know she's got like a side project, um, but I think this is the first one that is just her. This is the first one? It's called Stay Alive, and I really, really like it. Like, it is a little bit of a grower, not quite a shower. Um, (laughs) It... Like, the first time through first couple times through i was like this is good this is like you know i like her voice i like her songwriting um but like the more i listened to it the more it grew on me and i'm gonna play the opening track which is the swimming pool song and yeah i think her writing has always been great but i think it's like continued to get better and i really love the opening of this song which is i am a haunted swimming pool i am emptied out and drained my com- my capacity remains unchanged which like, oh, like that's great that's you know that's so smart like it's so true good songwriting uh, um so here's a swimming pool song by laura jane grace I really like just like nice. the strain in her voice. I like most of this album is just her and an acoustic guitar. Um, and the writing just kind of shines through. There's a couple moments mm-hmm. where there's some more 
instrumentation, it sounds like there's like a drum machine on a couple tracks. Like I think this whole thing was recorded during quarantine. Um, but yeah, it's like a really just nice album. And a lot of it gives me the feeling of like, you know, when a band will like close an album with like an acoustic song or they'll have an acoustic song as a hidden track or something like that's what a lot of the songs on this album feel like mm-hmm. in in a really good way so yeah stay alive by laura jane grace number five nice yeah a nice savored a nice savored album <laughs> nice i i don't i was just telling steve before we started recording i don't know if i if i have an order per se but i think what would be most fitting for number five is um full of hell and health put out a song called full of health like they like combine their names and put it together and they made this really interesting track that i wanted an entire album of um but they just did it as a single i got like the vinyl of it it's got like the coolest artwork on it and then when i went to go look it up in spotify so that we can listen to it um I totally forgot they actually ended up throwing it on an album called Disco 4 Part 1 and it's all their um their other collaborations are on it. Oh cool. Um but they didn't make such a big presentation of it like they did with this cuz I guess both the bands like came together to like do this or whatever. But um and I have listened to this album too. It's really awesome. But uh I don't certainly don't have the knowledge of it to talk about <laughs> it right now while we're recording. But uh yeah, mine would be um the release of full of health and i really hope to hear more of it um so yeah cool shall we let's do it (laughs) here it goes That was sick. 
rock and fucking roll. <laughs> so who, like, who contributes what to that song? Um, it's hard to say because health. Uh, do you listen to health at all? No, I don't. I don't listen to either of them. They're uh, so health is like I can't even like put a label on them because they do a lot of they're very eclectic. Um, they've collaborated with like synthwave DJs. They've collaborated with like Crystal Castles on stuff. So like they're primarily like I guess industrial and like electronic um but they have like a full band with like a real drummer and like um guitar player and stuff and on vocals so like they make music that's more on that electronic side that you're hearing not the screaming the screaming is all the guy from full of hell okay um full of hell is this like god i should have given them credit during our occurring segment because they are just like chaotic like their Uh music is very very heavy and like nothing short of vastly interesting like they're they're really cool um i think they were on tour with high on fire last year oh and i cool. was like and i was like why like i was just <laughs> like that is so different but yeah, like that's a different vibe <laughs> yeah and so um yeah follow pals like one of those bands kind of like the bands you listened to earlier like they'll like have hardcore parts and then they'll just have like like blast and then just like like blast beats with like just demonic vocals over right. it um, it's almost like black metal vocals totally he's a beast man like yeah. he it's just wild so when this collaboration came out first of all the name is hilarious and <laughs> then like i mean it lends itself pretty perfectly <laughs> and i wish a whole there was a whole album of it i'm chomping at the bit for it i think it was just a part of this album with all the collaborations on it mm-hmm. and they've done like this is called disco four because there's like disco one two and three but those are all remixes from what i remember so oh, like interesting these are like collaborations versus like remixes. I mean, I don't know enough about them to, I guess, make that assumption. But um, yeah, this is like a really interesting um, thing that they do. Um, so yeah, I uh, as much as it's one song, it came out as a single. And I'm like, this is seriously one of my favorite releases that came out this year. And all I wanted was more of it. It never came, but it's fine. It's still, <laughs> it still was pretty fucking cool. So yeah. Nice. Um, my number four is an album that came out early on this year. It is by, it's a self-titled album, but it's actually the third album by the band Pears, um, who I think I might've talked about on this show before, but their last album, Green Star is fucking phenomenal. Like I listen to that album a lot. They have a really great mix of like aggression and melody in a way that like the hardcore parts sound super hardcore, the melodic parts sound super melodic, and they don't intermix in a really expected way. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, this I think was a single off of this album, and it's called "Comfortably Dumb," and I I cannot say enough good things about this album. I guess I could say more good things about it if it was higher on my list, but it's it's at number four, so fucking nice. deal with it. Here's Here "Comfortably Dumb" by Pears. <laughs>
that was Comfortably Dumb by Pears off the album Pears. No wonder they're named after fruit because they'd be fresh. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. How far into that song did you think of that? And how long were you right now? Oh, no. wow. Incredible. <laughs> Good job. Oh, uh, my main thought during that song was they sound like single mothers. Do you, or remind oh, yeah. me of single mothers? And they yeah. tour together. I just looked. They're like, have oh, played together. They? Yes. And we'll be playing together eventually in 2021. I was oh, like, fuck. ah. <laughs> we should go to that show. That would be a good show. Right? It looks like they just got like a couple of dates announced and like Pomona for March. I'm like, that's a little too soon. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to have I, a vaccine by then. Right? But like, looks like they play together somewhat frequently cool. i know pairs did a split with our boys direct hit last year or the year before oh, cool. i think um that's pretty good so nice. yeah, they, it seems like they hang out with other bands that i like which i always love to see <laughs> that's yeah. really neat that, that, that was really that was like i i thoroughly mean it that was very fresh <laughs> yeah it's they have a really unique sound where it's like they have these really great hooky choruses but like they just they can play so fast and they have some really good just like <laughs> you know when they have that man same that. yeah um what's your number four um we just reviewed it but i think greg, my boy greg would have to hold it on oh, number shit. four spot um i don't know if you feel like playing a track i can choose a song that we didn't play on i don't know maybe we could skip over it not people can refer back to, to our previous of... episode because i feel like we played yes they can from it, if i'm not mistaken <laughs> Yeah, we played a healthy amount, but I feel like Greg is is safely to number four. Like, loved it. Yeah, he would. That would be an honorable mention for me. I liked that album. Right, like it was just like it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Yeah. Um. So I guess I'll. What can I? What can I say that's different? I guess now. I guess. Oh, I, so I mentioned I saw his live stream. Um, I haven't really talked about that. Um, he had a live stream last weekend called Fuck Content. It was around for like forty eight hours. He released four new songs in that little live stream, which were really good. Um. Supposedly they were like on Bandcamp for like five bucks. So when I went to go check, I think he already took them down for whatever reason. Um, his live versions of Fireflies and Evacuation, I replayed like no less than nine times. I kept backing it up and nice. like watching all of them. And he's got his live version of Evacuation on his Instagram right now, on the Federal Prisoner Instagram. So um, check that shit out. It is, if you think that song's intense on the record, it is really cool to hear live. Oh, nice. Um, it's so sick. It's so cool. And it was interesting to see like different musicians play with them and kind of know where things come from when you listen to the songs. Um, so yeah, I guess in short, that was uh, my, my new my new information about Greg that <laughs> wasn't on previously. But uh, yeah, he's my, he's my number four. <laughs> nice. I think that's a solid number four. Yeah. What you got? Um, for my number three, I have got an album that i also talked about last week it's called skeleton coast by the lawrence arms oh, nice. um yeah I, I don't have a ton else to say about it than what i said last week but i think it's probably my favorite of theirs since oh calcutta um i think it's really well crafted it's well written and i could play a song from it i picked one to play but i don't think i'm going to i'm gonna say Hey, if you like the Lawrence Arms, and you know that you do, just go listen to that album because it's good. We both have a mute, a mute item. <laughs> What's your number three? My number three would be um, the Acacia Strain Slow Decay. Um, this band 
I've liked on and off throughout the years. Um, never disliked, just like would phase out of them because like I I wouldn't be into like this. They hate when people call them deathcore, but like I would just phase out of deathcore and I would listen to them. And then they released an album called um, Fuck. What is their what? What did they release last year? Um, I can only think of the I, the the track titles because it's all one sentence. Uh, God. Come the in it it comes it in comes waves. in waves. Yeah. yeah. So they put this album out last year, and I it's so sick. It's got like black metal, hardcore, and it, like it just phases in and out. It's like weird atmospheric it, it's technically one song long like is what they like kind of market it as mm-hmm. and the tracks are our only sin is giving them names that's like what they're all called so, like it's our only like that uh-huh. and this and then they were like all of a full frontal back on my radar so then they put out slow decay two songs at a time throughout the beginning of the pandemic to like maybe mid-june and then they put out an entire album of it so it's cool they kept they would call it like d and it would be two songs and oh nice like, e two more songs and you could have bought each vinyl to spell out dk but um, I think Slow DK's got like more than 10 songs because it was like five sets of two. And so this song in total, oh yeah, they got 12 songs. So just like two extra ones. Featured a ton of different vocalists on it. It was really cool. And the one song that was like the game changer for me in full is called I Breathed in the Smoke Deeply. It Tasted Like Death and I Smiled. Like it is like this, <laughs> I don't know if sludgy is the word because I suck at metal genres entirely. But it's like this chuggy, slow makes you want to like eat a burger throw your beer can at the stage like maybe smoke weed i don't know but it is it's a sick song and um it probably left a lasting impression on me from the album so nice yeah you ready for this journey (laughs) here it comes i breathe in the smoke deeply it and then there it cuts off the rest of the title but just rewind a couple seconds and listen to what kelly called it and here you go boom
Yeah, I'd call that sludge. <laughs> okay, cool. That's sludge-like. I get very intimidated by metal genres. I'm like, ah, 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 I don't want to say the wrong thing. Um, yeah, well, I mean, they're not like a chill fan base about labeling things wrong. No, so gatekeepers, if you will. Yes, exactly. <laughs> not only a great band name, but descriptive of the fans themselves. Gate Creeper is a, is a cool... Mm. Do you listen to them? Uh, no, oh. but we have talked about them before. We might have talked about them on the last app. Oh, yeah. I think you're right. Um... It's funny because I mentioned listening to them to my like super metalhead friend. And he's like, are they too death metal for you? And I was like, first of all, I've never made a statement about anything ever being too death metal for me. Number one. <laughs> Second of all, I would like call them like metal influence beatdown hardcore. So like, I gave them a more drawn out thing. And I was like, basically what I'm saying is it could be whatever you want it to be in this moment. Um, but yeah, Gatekeeper is fucking awesome. So side note, check them out. But yeah, also, sorry, that was a long song, I feel like, to, to put on this podcast, so my apologies. No, that's all right. Most, most of our other uh, top five songs are, like, in the two-minute zone. They so are. That's all right. <laughs> um, my, the, so when this song came out on, like, the two-song, like, round of things, it was, mm. it the song Crossgates off of the album is the intro, and it's just a minute long, and it's almost like a heavy intro to the song, and he said he was in, my friend said he was in 7-Eleven when he was listening to it for the first time, and, like... It was like all according to plan for like the first song, and then like the second, like the riffs start in like in the ivory, the smokes would be cleared over. He said like he's just like I can't be in the store right now. I gotta check out and go. Like he's like I gotta get the fuck out of here. And I'm like yeah, dude, I would have fucking pushed over like a thing of chips. Like yeah, it's intense. <laughs> but um, that band is going in a really cool direction, and like I can't wait to see like what they keep doing because they have like moved past a certain era that they were in and now they're making like tasty tasty refugiums that i'm like totally about so sick i'll have to check them out more because that, yeah that's a name that i've heard forever and never actually listened to and if that's where they're at right now then i'm into that i think you'd really enjoy it comes in waves too that was it was really cool it's really okay, nice. really really neat album um yeah those two albums are easily so jammable and good so yeah um Brings us to our, wow, getting to the end here. What is your number uh-huh. two? <laughs> My number two is Kariki by Kariki. And if you haven't heard of Kariki, they are the new band from Ian McKay and Amy Farina, who are both in the events, and then Joe Lally, who is of Fugazi. So it's almost, almost like a new Fugazi album. Cool. And it sounds a lot like one. And when they released the first track from it, I feel like back in March or something, um, clean kill it is it, like I've never been more hopeful for a new album to come out and it delivered it's like super solid it's not as um, you know noisy and abrasive as Fugazi can get sometimes it's there's like some not more tender moments but like it's a little bit more soft-spoken um, but the songwriting is all great the lyrics are super clever I love hearing Joe Lally and Ian McKay play together again. I think Joe Lally is a ter- terrific bassist. Um, and this sounds a lot like, you know, I guess fittingly, like the last Fugazi album. It's just continuing on that trajectory. Um, so I picked the song Shedley Bop, which has some more kind of energy. I think Clean Kill starts off uh, like a little bit slowly and then builds. And this one is kind of a little bit more energetic. So. Here you go. Here's Shedley Bop from Kariki. 
Yeah, like <laughs> that part where it just it goes crazy about halfway through, like that could fit on the last Fugazi album, no question. That was cool. And, but it stands on its own. Like it's almost reductive to say it just sounds like Fugazi like I did because I'm a reductive person, <laughs> but it it's a nice new sound from Ian McKay who has had a lot of new sounds throughout his career and I think this one stands on its own and is great. Hell yeah. That would be, I, this is really fun. That would be like, I want. I want to. I really want to see that live. Like, I want to just like watch. Yes. I, want, I would like to see a little improvisation in the way too. That'd be pretty cool. Totally. Um, it's got like just that vibe that like I don't know. I like it. I don't. I, it's it's such like a weak thing to say. Cause you can say that about almost anything, but I'm like I want to see these musicians play this live. This is really interesting. <laughs> yeah, I I would like that a lot. And they, for a while, were an unnamed band. It was just like band with Ian McKay and Joe Lally and Amy Farina and they like played a couple shows like without a name that's so funny. they like this is you know been a, a hotly anticipated release for I feel like a couple of years now because I think the first show they did was in 2018 
um, and it's finally out and it it delivers. They finally put a label on it. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) That's so ambiguous. (laughs) Hell yeah. Um, Man, my number two is almost tied with my number one. Um, But I feel like my number one should be saved for a band that's near and dear to my heart. So we'll move on to number two, which would be uh, Drain's California Cursed. Um, This album came out, I want to say, it's their first album that came out early on the pandemic, I think April or something like that. And uh, it has never left my listening rotation at all. Um, It is more than just crossover, which is like an easy thing to throw on it. It is, like we were kind of talking about earlier in that Krang article, really blends shit together and um, is is very fitting in that sort of, um, that this uh, revolution of like genre bending uh, sort of, sort of bands um so without further ado we shall listen to army of one by drain So good. Aren't so they good. fun? They're like, <laughs> and he's like, you said he's not a vocalist by trade, right? He's a drummer. He said he's like always been in bands, but he's never been a vocalist. So I, I, I 
Yeah, I'm like 100% sure he's like the drummer of Gulch, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, they say it in the article, they just like don't confirm it. Like they say like, oh, his other band Gulch. And then when I watch the video, I'm like, yeah, that's him on the drum set, I think. Um, they all but yeah, the he's like, right, there's a bunch of, bunch of, bunch of mad boys. <laughs> kind of happy though. Sure. Um, but yeah, I know. He's a fucking fitting vocalist. He's great. Like, and I, I wasn't sure, because I think you had told me that before I listened to this album for the first time. And the way it opens, like... There's a that really cool opening track that's like someone drowning or whatever, and then when it oh goes yeah, in, it goes cool. into the first track. Dun, it's dun, like dun, 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 dun. yeah, it like <laughs> opens with this kind of like, <laughs> like vomit kind of grindcore sound. I'm like oh, I don't I don't care for that vocal style, but he like it's he's awesome. This yeah. this whole album is like I can see why it's high up on your list. It's great. Right? It's just, like, I, I burn out. Like, I shouldn't say I burn out on Crossover. I think Crossover is really fucking awesome. I just think, like, whenever people think of Crossover, they think of, like, Municipal Waste and um, mm-hmm. and Cross-Examination. And, like, it's, like, you either listen to one or the other because they're pretty fucking similar. <laughs> and, um, like, you don't need to listen to both. I listen to both, but I few and far between times. Like, I'll be yes. like, what's that song again? Who's that by? It's by one of them. And, like, I go and find it. But them, like, Drain has, like, just this really cool blend of different things with like a t- like a little tint of like surf rock in it sometimes yeah like just like for fun and i'm like this is really this is nice this is fresh crossover music it is that's really hard to do yeah like that song has so many kind of different parts to it like the, i love the end of it because it's like mm-hmm. almost groovy like i don't know it's something about it it's it's a lot more complex than it seems on its face yeah, it's um, it's impressive songwriting for sure. For for what it is, like I, not to say for what it is because it sounds so shitty. It's very impressive songwriting in very short songs. Like yes. it's just it's cool as hell. Um, I'm so glad that you like it too. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I I really enjoyed it. I think out of like everything that I listened to out of that article, this is my favorite thing. So hell yeah, hell yeah. Oh, Steve, what's your number one? Well, I I can't say for sure, but looking at the two of them, I think. Your number two and my number one have the same album artwork artist. Oh. Because my number one is No Dream by Jeff Rosenstock. Interesting. And I'm going to pull that up. <laughs> like, look at it. That I, can't, I was trying to look up the name of the artist, and I can't find it, at least for California Cursed, but, like, it's the oh, same wow. style for sure. Holy crap. That's really similar. And he just moved to Los Angeles. He has lived in New York forever. Um, So I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's, maybe there's some connection there, but like this, I have been a fan of his since way back in when I first found bomb the music industry. And like, I feel like the mid two thousands when I started listening to them and he has been getting better and better. And like, he has never put out an album that has been, inferior to something that came before it like he's holy shit like (laughs) this is such a good album and it seems like it's getting the praise that it deserves because it is like tearing up people's um top 10 list this year like a bunch i forget i think it's the alternative it was their number one album like it's on pitchforks like top whatever albums of the year so i'm thrilled to see that because he is such a hard-working artist and this is such a fucking great album. Like it was released by surprise, which I think his last album was as well. And nice. he, nobody captures how enraging it feels to be alive and a young ish person in the year 2020. And I, that comes through in his writing that comes through in the music. Like this, just this kind of righteous 
fury that is worked into like incredibly catchy punk songs. Um, I, I think nobody does it better than he does it and he keeps getting better at it. So I really struggled with what track to play from this because like, it's a good thing. <laughs> I could play any of them. Like I think yeah. the, the closing track Ohio turnpike is really, really solid, like almost kind of poignant and somber and talks about life on the road and wanting to like have a home base. Um, but that song's six minutes long, so I'm not going to pick that one. That's conscientious of you, unlike me. That's nice. I think I'm going to go with um, B&B, which comes towards the end of the album. And it's just... I- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about why I like it after I play it. So here's B&B by Jeff Rosenstock off of No Dream. Sam, your mom is secretly been writing out your home. I used your shower spot.
So wow, yeah, <laughs> like it. It's so corny to say that a song is a journey, but like that goes from being just like kind of a, a little you know anecdote about this poor lady whose mom is secretly Airbnb her apartment while she is out of the country to like just kind of the the malaise and sadness that it feels to be somebody that is constantly traveling all the time and the line at the end about mumbling in the darkness and living vicariously through a photo album in a stranger's B&B like damn that's poignant storytelling it is and like (laughs) finest he's he is really good at it and I think there's a lot on this album that is like you know kind of about our current moment and like the title track is like you know an indictment of what it's just like to see the world as it is right now but there's a lot of stuff too that's kind of more introspective and i think bnb and ohio turnpike are tracks like that and yeah this this album like the first time i heard it it didn't quite blow me away but the more i listened to it like the more it just worked its way into me and it's like i've listened to it nonstop since it came out just based on this song alone and it's hard for me to say this because I've moved away from them so much, but Say Anything's music, not only the vocals, but the music mm-hmm. is really similar in the early days. Like, it's oh, a real yeah. boy. It's like the same kind of guitar work. Um, definitely not the same lyrics as Max Venus, like, writes about, like, his own shit, like, mm-hmm. and, like, being bipolar and his, like, weird shit, like, with that. Not weird. You know what I right. mean? Like, he talks about experiences that he feels whilst under the influence of, like, his disease or whatever. But like, it, like it, it, the song just doesn't say the same, which like you don't hear a whole lot. It like totally changes at different parts. And like I haven't heard anything like that since Is a Real Boy came out. Yeah. Like it's just like really cool to hear someone I'd probably admire more <laughs> music <laughs> like this. So um, very cool. I this is cool to hear. Definitely, it's really. This is, I can't. I will definitely dive into this album. This is awesome. Um, what is your number one? Oh, my number one. Let me go to it. <laughs> it's the new Misery Signals album, and I'm already blanking on the name of it. Oh, Ultraviolet. I don't know why I always do that. Um, Misery Signals, um, who to me is like the most lovable metalcore band in the world, um, put out their album Ultraviolet um, in August. And it's just full of heart. I didn't know what to expect. I liked their last vocalist a lot, but now they have their original vocalist back, and um, he fucking kills it. It just like, it, it, is a very mature metalcore sound. And um, the song I would like to play off of it, I believe I chose Old Ghosts. I did choose Old Ghosts. Here's, Wonderful. Here's Old Ghosts here's by Old Misery Ghosts. Signals off of Ultraviolet.
That was really good. My boys got heart. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, they've been doing it for a long time. I feel like it, this is kind of a blast from the past because I haven't listened to or thought about them since probably my Headbangers Ball days when I was like 14, 15. Yeah. And I remember seeing a video from, uh, I just looked it up, of Malice. and Oh, wow. Yeah. Because I was, I was like, what album of theirs did I know? And I saw the artwork. I was like, yep, that was that one. I think he was the vocalist. Oh, I think, oh, what is his name? The one that just left is Carl. This guy's name is, oh my God, I'm drawing a blank. And I like have this conversation frequently. <laughs> I think it's the last album this guy was on, though, was uh, that one. Oh, cool. Back in 2004. Um, so then he left and now he's back and killing it. Nice. Um, yeah. Um, I like their discography. I think it's all really good. And I mean, I'm glad that you mentioned that they were like, Back in like, I, I'm glad that you brought attention to like how old they are because um, they have this. They don't do the whole gent sound really, but like they like a lot of bands definitely like probably like 2009, 2010 really took like metalcore in a different direction, and I feel like overkilled it for a certain time. And I felt like them as like founding fathers to kind of that genre got like really overshadowed for a while, and I'm like they're full of talent. Yeah, um, and. Uh, I got into them kind of late in the game, um, like in 2008, like when, uh, not 2008, probably like 2009, after their like biggest song came out, like Failsafe. Um, I'm sorry, God, I am like way fucked up. Uh, 2006, that album came out, uh-huh. but like the Failsafe has always been like, I think their number one song or whatever. And they opened for like bands that piggybacked off of them. And I remember <laughs> watching them at Bottom Lounge, and then they did an after show at Cobra Lounge. And during Failsafe, they had like this really pretty guitar part, like in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. They like, had like the lights off and everyone went silent during it and then slowly started like clapping to like the rhythm or whatever. And that was, that's like one of my number one concert moments is watching that and being like, this band slaps. Like these guys got heart and they are getting so overlooked because these other bands like took the genre, ran with it and don't sound nearly as good as they do. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm so glad that they put this album out and like, and knocked out of the park. I'm like, hell yeah, they're fucking awesome. Um, so yeah, this whole album's great. I don't know. Old Ghost probably isn't even my favorite track off of it. It just, it came to mind first, but really I, I'm constantly choosing a different favorite song off of this album. It's it's so fun. And um, I can't wait to see them play this like live and tour with it. Um, they're supposed to tour with this band called End in, uh, God, we're almost going on a year now. <laughs> um, <laughs> actually it was May. And then it got postponed until November, which didn't happen. Um, we were so like optimistic most... back then. <laughs> I was. I was like, ah, November. Right. Um, even Corey said, like, Labor Day, Labor Day. And I was yeah. like, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was, like, one of my most anticipated tours. I was so sad it didn't happen. But they are obviously still putting their all into their music. And, yeah, solid band, solid album, and definitely holds a firm number one spot nice. for the year, I would say. Along with Dre. They're, like, tied, but, yeah. <laughs> I like the album artwork for this one a lot, too. Right? Isn't that neat? Yeah, it's, like... I, I don't know. It, it's not what I would expect from them. Mm-hmm. Museum piece. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's Hell it, yeah, everybody. Man. That's, our, that's our top five. If you put them together, yeah. it's a top ten. Hell yeah, which is way easier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine if we had done ten albums? Be here I all don't... night. We'd be here all night. We'd be here all night. We'd probably talk about AFI one more time, at least two. <laughs> Thank God and they didn't have an to... album this year. Right. It has nothing to do with anything we've talked about this entire time, but you can expect a lot more of it <laughs> in 2021. Yep. 
yeah um hopefully you guys have made the most of this year like we have with music and uh a lot of a lot of time spent listening but sometimes it's good to have that time so that you can embrace it more live and embrace the directions that these bands are going in so i would say 2020 in full was like a good year for music in different ways maybe not at first but i think we all love it a little bit more after this whole year that's for sure yeah well, shoot. Do we do this? Do we do the cheesy see you next year line? Oh, <laughs> I guess we must, right? <laughs> In true cheese ball fashion. Well, everybody, I hope you have a fun and safe and socially distant holiday and New Year's. Don't kiss anybody that you don't know. And probably don't go watch that ball drop in person. Right. But we will be back here again with you in the new year. And thanks so much for uh for sticking with us through these two Hell episodes. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank everybody. you, Steve. Thank you, Kelly. And I will I will talk to you soon. Absolutely. Right. Toodles. Bye everyone. Started